You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome back to the E2C Network, where we cover everything Auburn-related. Yes, we cover Auburn football here, Auburn equestrian, and believe it or not, somehow, some way this year, in 2020, we covered The Bachelor. We found a way to tie it up in to an Auburn package somehow. You know, just a quick aside here. When I started this E2C network with Benjamin King and Tristan Madden way back in the day, six some odd years ago at the time of this recording, I never once thought that we would have a podcast series, even if a mini series, dedicated to a television show. But here we are. Times change. You learn and grow, and I think we're better for it because it was an entertaining ride. So those of you that uh, have been listening for a while will know that this is Bada Get a Bachelor. This is the finale show. And as opposed to actually having your normal two co-hosts lead the way here, I'm going to kind of put them in the hot seat and talk to them and kind of let them talk from that perspective tonight. So that means I have your regular co-host on this finale show, Miss Riley Jacks. Welcome, Riley. Hello, we're Eagle. And Mr. Dallas Ham, the fiance to Miss Riley Jacks. Welcome, sir. What's up, everybody? War Eagle. So, can we just address this? How on earth, Dallas, did you convince Riley Jacks to do a podcast with you, much less a podcast about The Bachelor? <laughs> well, how did how did I uh, how did I convince her to marry me, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 start off with the let's start off with the first big question let's get to the crux uh, of the matter (laughs) that's exactly right let's just hit it head on first right off the bat but no um i mean that's her show man i mean really that's her show and she loves it and she kind of got me hooked on it a few seasons back and then just out of the blue this past uh i guess you'd say off season of the bachelor you know we find out there's going to be an Auburn girl on there and i mean you know, I just out of the blue, just, you know, somebody says something online, you know, not even thinking about it, I don't guess. And uh, next thing I know, I, I'm getting a phone call from you and, uh, <laughs> hey, you want to capitalize on this? And I'm like, well, duh. Um, you know, does a bear poop in the woods? But um, anyway, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't a tough sale. I mean, you know, she, we've been talking about, you know, me you know, podcasting and, you know, she was really excited for me about that when, you know, I had told everybody that I'd be doing Boom Tracker. So just to kind of bring her in on it and have something fun for, you know, her to get in on it, that, I mean, it wasn't a tough sell and, you know, I thank the network for that. I got to be honest here, you know, out of, out of all these significant others, um, out of all the history of the EDC network, 
Riley has been the quickest to jump on board to contribute to something. And that's not a call out to say that everybody's significant others got to do something. But, you know, Jessica's had her Tiger Track show, but she didn't really do anything till about the first, maybe the, the third year, I think is when it started or second. I can't remember now. It's been, I've been doing this way too long. Um, but <laughs> Riley, how on earth did you convince yourself that you could do a podcast? Because this is, in my understanding, this is your first ever podcast to be a part of, right? It is, and I definitely think that it's something that over time I get more comfortable with. It was kind of weird to have a conversation with Dallas with a mic in front of us at first, um, but when it came down to it, I mean, I'm a pretty opinionated person. I'm pretty extroverted, not afraid to share my opinions, um, so the conversation pieces, especially regarding The Bachelor, because I'm very passionate about it, and <laughs> I mean, you can... As you probably heard from the season, I do a lot of research on it. I check in with different news sources. I keep up to date on them just because I just think it's so interesting. Um, so being able to talk about something like this was just, it was a cakewalk. I love it. You know, I never got the impression that you were ever interested in this, Riley. It just, I, you felt like you were bored at it at times. I, I never once <laughs> thought you were informed I mean, really, you guys were some <laughs> of the most informed people about. And here's the thing, you know, I, I forced myself this year to find out what The Bachelor is, watched a couple YouTube videos about it, kind of watched some insider information. And, you know, I, I got to say, I don't think that I would have ever delved into this world uh, without uh, you two and this connection to Madison Pruitt. Uh, but, you know, it's been fun. I, I can't say that uh, I'm sad that it's over now, kind of after the way things hit. And we're going to get to that, folks. I know a lot of people are wanting us to talk more about where is Madison Pruitt and where is Peter Weber at the uh, point of recording this now, because a lot has changed in our world, but a lot has changed in their quote unquote relationship. So we're going to get there, folks. So we got to take a little walk down memory lane. But uh, I just want to say this real quick. I am so appreciative of the two of you for stepping up to the plate and doing something. Uh, little did we know we were going to come in a time where sports ceased to exist. I mean, it couldn't have come at a better time because we needed to expand and figure out how we could do Auburn-related things, but doesn't necessarily have to have the closest tie for Auburn there. I, you know, So that's my big thank you to you, Riley, and to you, Dallas, for stepping up to the plate and being willing to take on, you know, this crazy and somewhat confusing world of the bachelor, but to give it an Auburn flair and to be able to cover a uh, wonderful and beautiful soul like Madison Pruitt, as far as we know, I mean, you know, she, she seemed very nice and uh, kind and, and had great values on television and everything that I, I know about her from afar after that point and before that point seems to line up there, but you guys, I guess my, my, my thanks is, is what I want to express to you too right now. So thank y'all so much for being willing to do that. No problem yeah, at all. Course. And yeah, I mean, I have a friend who actually did dance line with Madison and she said that she is exactly the same in real life. So I have a couple of uh, closer acquaintances to her and her family that also corroborate not only her, but her family being quality individuals. Um, obviously mm -hmm. nobody's perfect. Uh, but you know, that it's one of the things that I'm proud of, of us covering is, is being able to highlight someone who has such great values on a show that is not known for great values. And we'll get into some very of that. true. 
we'll, we'll get into some of that here. Uh, for those of you that, that uh, haven't listened to some of the other episodes, um, when we refer to things called Legos, uh, just use your imagination. <laughs> when adults play with Legos, just just imagine that there. So that's kind of just when a mommy lingo. and a daddy <laughs> love each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that is my favorite episode to date is the one where you all tried to figure out how to walk that line and, and describe playing of the Legos, building the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. the the Death Star, the Avengers uh, headquarters, you know, all of that kind of Even stuff. All in Australia. Australia. <laughs> Legos, down, Legos under. down under. Oh, here we go. I've, now I've stirred them up into their Australian accents. So this is going to get really oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about The Bachelor here. Um, season twenty, help me, help me, guys. Season twenty, what was it? Or am I even close 24. to twenty four? Uh, it's actually a very favorite. It's a very favorite number of mine to Cadillac Williams. If we can tie that in there, but uh, yeah, uh, twenty four. You, you ain't got a lie, Kyle. It's Anthony Macklemore, and we all know it. Look, Anthony is my boy. This is not inside the jungle. Don't get me started about <laughs> defending my boy on the show let's let's keep it on about madison pruitt here um so the season starts we know that maddie's going to be a part of it and to pull the curtain back a little bit for the folks we had hunches and some information that backed up that she was going to go pretty far uh which is why we were willing to put on a show uh, dedicated about that so that's just kind of give you a little inside information there of why we chose to do this and and you spend some time on it here. Uh, but Riley, let's start with you as probably the the big pro of the Bachelor Nation here. When you heard that Madison Pruitt was going to be on The Bachelor, what was your first reactions? I, okay, so I was excited. I honestly didn't know a whole, whole lot about the Pruitts. Um, so when it came to the Auburn tie, but I was just more than anything excited to see another girl from Alabama. Um <laughs> I was interested to see how that would intertwine. I thought they were going to have some sort of Auburn versus Bama, Hannah Brown versus Madison drama somewhere in there, but surprisingly not. Um, but more than anything, I was just excited to see Auburn, Alabama represented on a show like that. Um, and everything that I was seeing all over Twitter and the internet really hyped her up. And then sure enough, I found out people that I knew were friends with her and I was getting excited because I had someone who was familiar with her that was telling me all about her and the positive things. So I was definitely rooting for her from the start. Oh, yeah. She's very easy to root for. And Dallas, do you think that they missed an opportunity here for really good ratings? I mean, if you re- if you want to get the entire state of Alabama watching your show, all you need to do is find a way to pit Auburn versus Alabama. All they had to do was bring Hannah, not Hannah Ann, uh, Hannah Brown back. Do you think they missed that opportunity? Sure. Sure they did, Kyle. I mean, come on. It's the Iron Bowl of The Bachelor, and you're going to uh, mm-hmm. just completely miss out on this golden opportunity? I mean, it's honestly probably one of the biggest tragedies in, in all of TV. I mean, <laughs> you have it right there in front of your face. It's right there sitting in your lap. And you already saw all season how good the producers were at stirring the pot. And so mm-hmm. they knew they knew Hannah Brown was from Tuscaloosa. They knew Maddie P was from Auburn. I mean, it's the best rivalry in all of sports. So why not make it into some petty drama? But <laughs> at the same time, you know, doing that could have 
potentially, you know, hurt our girl chances. Right. It, it absolutely could have put her in jeopardy, but uh, I do think that it would have made for some really great uh, television. Not from, you know, Madison was not really prone to drama um, in, in what what we think of as drama. But uh, I do think they could have, and she would have been willing to play up that Auburn-Alabama rivalry a little bit with uh, the former Han- Hannah Brown from previous seasons there. Uh, so, yeah, I, I hate that that wasn't there. That kind of drew me in early on to the season. Uh, but before we dive more into Madison and her for beginnings there, your thoughts on the entire cast. And I know that's a very broad spectrum there to kind of hone in on one thought. <laughs> but, you know, just... Riley, where do you go with this this cast of ladies that are vying for Peter Weber's heart? Pilot Pete, as we know him. Oh, goodness. So <laughs> here's the thing. Um, like I've stated in previous episodes, I've watched countless seasons of The Bachelor. And I have to say, I have never, I made jokes about it all throughout our podcast. I have never seen a bigger group of girls more out to become Instagram famous. Oh, yeah. I just, I'm just going to say it. Um, I think that this group was just very young. Um, and that's why I'm kind of excited to see Claire Crawley, who's the bachelorette this season. She's going to be, I believe she's 38, 39. Um, I'm excited to see how things go with having a more maybe like seasoned and mature cast. And I say this as I'm the same age as most of these girls, but it's just, I felt like there was a level of maturity that was lacking, but also on the flip side, we saw a lot of negative sides of these girls in this cast because the producers really spun it this season. I mean, their fingerprints were all over it, all over this season. And the drama, they definitely um, constructed some things that, I mean, who knows? The cast could be a group of incredible women, but I don't think we really got to see everyone's true, like, full potential or true colors this season you know i've thought about that a lot as i've learned more about this world the producers spinning things and you know we may not truly know what any of these girls really were like and and while i want us to be candid in what we're talking about tonight i I do want us to be uh clear in what we're saying here is that we don't know any of these people We, we we don't even know madison truly we know of her because of some very close influences uh and know some things about her but we only have to go off of what we've seen on television and what you can find on their social media accounts. I'd have to say from the very limited um, research that I have done, I don't think the the truth is very far off from what we saw on TV for a lot of these girls. And I, I don't mean that to be mean towards these ladies because my hope is that everybody will grow up and mature a little bit but I I have to agree with you Riley that I do think that not only it's not so much the age but the maturity level because you can be mature at a very young age uh, but sure and just not show it very well so it was it was a little disheartening at times so I do I mean do you like that the producers spun this thing so much this year it just seemed more staged than previous seasons I mean, everything from Champagne Gate to, I don't know. And another thing with The Bachelor is after a certain point, pretty much every single girl has their own producer that's like their person. And like, there's just things like, I kind of wonder if there was a producer that kept telling Madison to hold back on talking to Peter about um, his or her virginity. And 
I just kind of wonder if there were producers being like, well, you know what, you should go and confront her. And there was just a lot of things that just kind of seemed built up, like Alea coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, did she just come back on her own? Just know, happen, happen to know where they were at, even though all of the Bachelor locations are typically kept private. I mean, there's just things that were very scripted to me. And that's kind of where I would probably rate this season at like a D minus, okay. personally, um, of seasons I've seen in the past, just in the sense of I think the producers did a little too much and we kind of lost the romance in it. So that's kind of where I fall with this cast and season, to be honest. It was still a good season. It just, to me, didn't have the same flair as maybe previous seasons. That's a very common theme that I've heard uh, throughout social media and just talking to people because it was a hot topic there until we ran into uh, COVD-19 these days. That was kind of swept this Mm -hmm. under the rug very quickly. Uh, but let's let's go over to Dallas here and ask him about the perspective of this cast as a whole. If I was going to tell you, Dallas, I'm taking Maddie away and putting her over here where she belongs anyway, you know, not with this group. <laughs> uh, if you had to pick, I'm trying, I'm struggling. Let's just say three. If you had to pick three girls to best represent this season from the cast, what would you say that would be, Dallas? You know, it was kind of hard. I'm, I'm, I'm side with Riley on that. Where you know, this season gets a barely passing grade for, for you know what it was, and and it was just a lot of nonsense. And to be completely honest with you, I think it all stems up from the top that you really had probably one of the most immature bachelors that you've ever had. Yeah. Um So I think it kind of starts with him, to be honest. But fair enough. Um. You know, in all honesty, there were 30 women, you know, that that had to go through this thing. Um, you know, looking back, it's kind of hard to pinpoint, you know, who who really stood out in the field of, you know, all these people. Because, you know, at one point, you know, Kelsey was kind of annoying. And then toward the end, she kind of she kind of got really likable and that's kind of the way it goes most of the time is when you find one that you don't like you kind of end up eating a little bit of crow later on because when they get down to the bottom and they're still there sometimes they kind of turn the tide and whether that's just for ratings or the show or trying to play their cards right I'm I'm not really sure um but I thought Hannah Ann actually ended up being somebody who I ended up thinking deserved you know what everything that you know how far she got you know she ended up kind of staying out of the way for the most part um and and i'll just be honest kyle you know this season was a lot different than you know just even the last season of the uh bachelorette i mean Mm -hmm. you know we we got a little spoiled i'll be honest we got a little spoiled a few years back when the best bachelorette ever got to uh, grace RTV screens and uh, shout out to Becca Kufrin uh, because Freak. she's the queen and uh, there will never be another bachelorette <laughs> like her ever. And, and, you know, you just, you move on to, you know, like last season you had Hannah B. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Hannah B, but she gave, she gave us uh, some pretty good guys on that season, um, like Mike Johnson and Tyler Cameron, who ended up getting sent home. And, and you never forget those guys like that. I, I just think, to be honest, Kyle, this season had a lot of forgettable women. I thought um, 
I thought there were some women that, you know, had good hearts, good intentions. I thought uh, Sheehan, you know, had a lot of good qualities about her. Um, but as far as, you know, a top three, it's just like, I don't know that it's worth it because um, I think, to be honest with you, Madison was pretty much in a league of her own. Um, and I don't think that's just Auburn and me talking. I honestly think that's just the God's honest truth of the matter. She was just in a league of her own the whole time. My favorite thing that you said out of this was that it starts at the top because here we are discussing, you know, the problems with the ladies here, but you know, a relationship is two way street or uh, multiple relationships is a two way street or a 30, a 30 way street at this point. So, you know, not to be rude to Peter either, but I got a question a lot about where this guy's priorities are at. And, you know, we tried very hard to be positive about the dude when it kind of looked like at the end there that, you know, he and Madison might be trying to think he could have been becoming a member of the Auburn family. We always want to embrace people. But, uh, you know, w- when things changed, you really kind of started seeing that maybe this was all for show and this wasn't as genuine as he wanted to put on at times. And that and that's just my outside opinion here. I'll let you guys give more of that here in just a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think that we, we can blame the girls a lot, but we have to also put equal blame on Peter himself because he did fuel the fire. He did uh, stir the pot himself, uh, so to speak. And, you know, we think of girls like Alea when that comes out. You've already mentioned that. that. That's one that I will always remember about this season and how, like, produced that was from all parties involved there um so the beginning of this can be kind of confusing like 30 something women all coming together to vie for his heart i I want us to skip ahead in just a minute but let's talk about that first date that maddie had with peter and this is i think where you had the auburn fans hooked because you had this sweet romantic intimate setting of her getting to go with peter on the very first alone date to the renewal of the vows of his of his uh, mom and dad. I mean, how do you not think this girl is going to win this after getting that type of date and that type of experience with him? I mean, Riley, I got to think that you thought she was a shoe in at that point. I okay, yes, I definitely think that her edit was good. That everything just kind of seemed to fall into line. I mean, even the parents coming to their like more intimate time of their date and like dancing with them and. Everyone just seems so happy-go-lucky. And we saw the side of Barb that we're, we, we're used to seeing, in a sense, because her whole introduction from Hometowns on Hannah Brown's season was just that she was like this ball of fun, lighthearted, always just supportive of Peter no matter what. And, I mean, I thought it was a perfect fit. I thought they were a great match, and I thought to myself, this is it. Like, this, she's going to make it. Um, and I'm just kind of interested to see kind of how <laughs> things went, and I'm thrilled to know that Maddie P will forever be in their vow renew- renewal photos <laughs> with how much Barb despises her. <laughs> oh, man. That is, you know, I look back at that terrible finale might uh, night and – and think about that now too is like how much you uh, we're, we'll get there we'll, we'll get to barb in a second because that was cool you you want to get the auburn nation fired up come after one of our own that way uh we'll get there though uh what about you okay. dallas 
what about you about this first um, meet uh, date that they had together? What were your perspectives of it? Were you, were you buying into it? Was it kind of uh, maybe a little too produced? Well, I, I went on record. On, I think I went on record on about to get a bachelor when this happened to talk about how tacky that I thought it was. Because um, I hate it. I, I hate the way that they spin this because it, it happened the same way um i believe in colton's season um or i don't i don't remember it, it might have been hannah it might have been hannah b's season um where one of them you know they brought the other one home and i i think it was i think it was colton's season and he brought hannah b home and you know ended up sending her package right right afterwards and I mean, it wasn't a bad date. It was just I, I don't really know what the deal was, but um, he just sent her home. I guess he just needed clarity, as they always say on this show. But I, I always find that to be weird, you know, that we're gonna do this before hometowns because, like, I mean, you're when you when you let them meet your family. Number one, that's pretty big. It's pretty important, and it's mm-hmm. very significant in terms of a relationship you know in the real world when we you know do that then that means something and you know if you're going to do that that early on in the show we're looking at probably in terms of the show recording just a few days in um i mean you don't have any time to get to know somebody which is where the show fails anyway but um i just i i said it i'll say it again I don't like that premise of, you know, letting them meet them that early. And, you know, that's what the hometown is for, you know, and, and it just, in some cases, it leads to destruction and heartache down the road. So I didn't like it. I thought it went well when it happened. Um, it, it definitely went well for Maddie. Um, and it definitely did give a lot of optimistic outlook for the future for the show in terms of how long she was going to be there. Um, in my opinion, don't like it, but to answer your question, it definitely, definitely uh, made things seem very chipper and definitely set up for some uh, future happenings. Yes, it did, mm-hmm. and I I think Auburn fans bought it hook, line, seeker, uh, by and large. Obviously, with you two being connected to this world, you kind of knew maybe not to get so invested in this edit because it looked too good to be true um, at the times. But, I mean, she did make it all the way to the very end there when she basically took herself out of the running, which is going to bring up a big question at the end there. So we'll, we'll talk about that one. I keep, I keep saying we're going to talk about it. There's a lot to get to here. So in, in lieu of that... Let's skip way ahead. And I'm talking we're going to we're going to blow past weeks 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 because basically Maddie was non-existent except for a side conversation here, a quick little moment there. Uh and thankfully her and Anna, Hannah Ann for the most part kind of found a way to remove themselves from a lot of the drama. This is where I think the meat of the problems with the season happened is before we got to hometowns. Um so Definitely. I do want to give you guys a second, though, to address, you know, those weeks, because even though they're not Maddie heavy, you know, some important things happen during that time. So if we could fast forward, Riley, and say, if you want to address those middle weeks leading up to hometowns before we talk about that, what were your thoughts about that? What sticks out of your mind from those middle weeks? 
Oh man. Okay. Let me think on this. Um, Too much. <laughs> I, there's just so many layers and questions, but, and again, like we said before, and I don't want to blame it all on Peter, but <laughs> I just don't think that, I think that this started to build up to a point where I started to just kind of see more and more of like his lack of preparedness or his lack of enabling that's the word that comes to my mind i'm just going to be like frank with it i feel like he was someone who reward i mean kelly even said it just rewarded drama i think that if you were someone who was dramatic i felt like you wouldn't want to give your rose unless you cried on a date there were just things that like i noticed like he he wanted to me more of someone to take care of than like a partner in life Right. And through those weeks, I just started to see that. And again, this is like no shade to him as a human being. I'm sure that he's a great guy. Like, I'm sure he is. But just from, I don't know, think he was ready. I think, I mean, even example A, just the whole Hannah Brown situation that occurred, where Hannah went in and, I mean, he almost asked her to come back on the show. That just shows that he has not even remotely moved forward. So I just think that his emotions were just scattered and everywhere, and I don't think that he had had time to, like, really recover. And some people can just, like, bounce back. I don't think that that's how he is. I don't know. I just I just kind of watched him the entire time and able, and a thought that crossed my mind, but, again, I was still, still rooting for it because, you know, we just see literally clips of hours and hours and hours of things that go down. Um, I was trying to give Peter the benefit of the doubt because – I saw that there were good girls like Maddie and Hannah Ann and even Kelly. To me, those are my top three personally. But, like, I thought, okay, there's a side we're not seeing yet. Like, there's just a lot of drama. But, I mean, he kept someone like Victoria F. the entire season pretty much. And then, it, I don't know. There was just a lot of, like, strange behavior being rewarded to me that when I think of the weeks prior to hometowns, I just really – I don't know. I started to get frustrated with him as The Bachelor more than anything else. I think a lot of people would agree with you on that one, too. And I, I think this is, like I've already said, this is where people started having the issues. And so where we got to some of the more juicier moments in the final stages of this, it kind of it left a sour taste in your mouth because you had already had such a bad taste in your mouth at that point. Uh, what about you, Dallas? You know, these middle weeks leading up to hometowns, uh, anything stick out to you in your mind? Man, the biggest travesty of weeks two through seven um, was when Peter sent Redhead Lexi packing. That oh my was gosh. Uh, <laughs> it. Was one of those moments where I just stood by the window pane as the rain was falling down and uh, <laughs> just kind of stared out at the gray sky for a minute, and uh, a single tear kind of rolled down my cheek, and. Uh, I just, I couldn't, I almost felt like I couldn't go on on this journey anymore. Um, it <laughs> oh was a tough one. Oh my goodness. But, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> Bless if, that, if, your that doesn't, soul. <laughs> if that doesn't go to show you how bad of a bachelor, you know, Peter Weber really was, and I don't know what else will. Um, but uh, anyway, you know, I, I just, it was very, go ahead, go ahead, Riley. Let it be known, if her hair was brown, black, blonde, whatever it would be, he wouldn't be con- calling this a, a tragedy <laughs> or a fanasco, if you will. <laughs> um, uh, it's just because she has red hair. Let, let me just go ahead and say that. Carry on. 
I'm 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 not gonna disagree, but uh, I'm just gonna say. Do I need to get? As I asked in pre-show, do I need to give you two a moment to work this out? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I just I'm just gonna say, uh, Riley. You know, think about dyeing your hair red sometime. You know, but uh, (laughs) anyway. but no, it was very, the weeks like two through seven, aside from Lexi going home, was very monotonous. I mean, it was just like the same thing and, and no Maddie, which made it kind of, on our end, to be quite honest, Kyle, it made it very difficult. Um, I don't think we really ever led on that way um, in the show. But, you know, when we were sitting down to really, you know, do this thing, we were almost like, well, what? what are we going to do because there's just not a lot of uh maddie p you know happening right now aside from like you say just the occasional tidbit conversation or the occasional peck on the cheek you know i mean it was just not a lot of meat in there you know for what we needed to talk about but um Mm -hmm. i just I, i i second riley you know that a lot of it was just very negative because of who was the main star and you know i go back to that it starts at the top we were very spoiled with becca she was fantastic very mature level-headed did things the right way and it ended in an engagement which is still still going place and that is like four or five seasons ago i mean they they set the standard her and garrett and it we got used to that, got spoiled by that, and then it all went downhill from there. I mean, it was just a whole heaping mess from from after her. Um, right. But again, it was very monotonous, and I just you know there wasn't a whole lot for Riley and I to go off of during those weeks. And then it kind of like you say, you skip all those weeks, and then you get to the good stuff because then it kind of hit heavy. Yeah, it did definitely. It, it got monotonous at times. It got it drug along. We were like, "Where's our Maddie P? I need to." See. And and it wasn't just us as Auburn fans. It was the entire nation for the most part. We're like, "I need to see." Every time someone would get a glimpse of Peter and Maddie P, people would eat it up because they, I think, for the most part, realized how genuine of a person she was. Whether you agree with her faith or not, they could see that she was a very, um, uh, you know seasoned soul in terms of understanding you know how to treat people kindly how to um you know love someone genuinely how to be mature in some of your decision makings now as riley always liked to talk about she could get into a like off with maddie that was the one area i think that our little maddie p could have done better in is <laughs> you know it was like every like time that we saw like maddie that it was a like off i mean it was it, it was annoying at times but i think she's probably aware of that that little thing that she had and hopefully is working on we've all got our things so i shouldn't harp on it too much we're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement one of the things that we take great pride here at the e2c network are our listeners are really our e2c network family now i know they enjoy listening to us but let's be honest every once in a while they probably would like a little bit of change of pace well that's where you come in if you're a business owner If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. 
who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn. Utilize our podcast, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. Let's move on and talk about the things that Auburn fans really are interested about is when we go to hometowns, and that is the final four there. So just to give people a perspective for those that maybe followed at not at all or just a little bit, the final four were Kelsey, I'm going to butcher these names, were Victoria Fuller, Madison Pruitt, and Hannah Ann Sluss. So they each went to their hometowns, and that means that Madison Pruitt got to welcome Peter Weber to the Plains of Auburn. And boy, was that a fun episode. Riley, what was your favorite part of getting to see Auburn on national television? I thought it was so cool. Just, I, It's just cool to see places like Auburn um, in a hands-on way in the shows that I've watched for so many years. Um, I would probably say that my favorite part was watching um, Maddie P just fully, fully dunk on Peter. I mean, <laughs> she showed him what she got. My one regret, though, is I wish they would have gotten some tumors lemonade. That's my oh, one regret. Oh, gosh. That is that is such a good point. How did they miss that? How did Auburn, like the, the bureism, uh, bureism, the tourism bureau, how did they <laughs> let that go, like, without – having that marquee event in Auburn happen. I, that is a travesty <laughs> to me. You need to become a producer now and make sure these things get, take place. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. Dallas, what about you? Favorite thing about the Auburn episode, hometowns, thoughts about it? Uh, I just, you know, Auburn family, uh, how beautiful was Sanford Long, Sanford Clock Tower oh, my goodness. on your television screen on that Monday night? I mean, it was just, it was like surreal. It was like, you know, I've been there, you know, I've spent a lot of time there and it just, it was just as beautiful on TV as it is in real life. And, um, my, my thing about it was, and I agree wholeheartedly, you know, we talk all the time on boom tracker about, we got to get those recruits in there, you know, to, to, uh, drink some tumors lemonade and it's sold. But, you know, why did we not have Peter sipping on a styrofoam cup, you know, filled with, tumors lemonade it just blows my mind but I think the biggest thing was is a lot like Madison and her character and the way that she presented herself and from all accounts that we know that's true I think every bit of that showed in where she came from um, oh yeah you know the moment the moment that she stepped foot in an Auburn arena with Peter Weber you know you're greeted by Charles Barkley the greatest Auburn basketball player to ever, you know, come through Auburn. Um, and he's greeting you with a warm welcome, you know, welcome to the Auburn family. Um, you've got some pretty big, you know, expectations. Um, and, of course, throwing in a, a jab, you know, um, because it's Charles Barkley. What do you expect? <laughs> um, the the guy just is that way. Um, and then, you know, to see Bruce Pearl, you know, was a big surprise. Did not know that was going to happen. Um, you know, it's like you say, we knew a lot, but we didn't know that. And, uh, you know, when he really, when he talked to them, Kyle, it was, 
it was one of those things where when we were not only proud of Madison, we were not only proud of Auburn, we were proud that Bruce Pearl, again, was our head basketball coach. Um, he represented Auburn extremely well that night, and just the talk that he had with the two of them, it, it went to show you what we already knew about Coach Pearl. And, um, you know, not to get off topic or toot his horn, but he was, you know, he's he's definitely somebody who is good to talk to, to give advice and to be a leader of young people. Um, and, you know, when he talks, I listen. And so that those things, you know, stood out to me, and I thought it was just really – I thought it was really cool to just just confirm what we already knew that Auburn's a special place and Auburn always will be a special place. It holds, you know, it holds so much space in my heart and always has from the time that I could walk um and and it it'll never change and there's just something special about Auburn Alabama and it was on full display for the world that night. Yeah, you know, we struggle a lot of times to explain to people why Auburn is such a big deal to us. And it's not about the sports. It's, that's that's a big thing. Trust me. We we love our football. We love our basket. We love we love our track and field, our equestrian. I mean, have you checked out our equestrian program lately? Um, but we love Auburn because we love Auburn. That's not uh, because of just sports, because of the people there. It's because of the Tumors Lemonade. It's because of the sunsets on Sanford Lawn. It's because of the little town uh, that was uh, there before we even got there, the history that's there. And you're right, it was on full display. Can, and can we just go ahead and like say this, that Bruce Pearl is the greatest sports marketer of all time. Can we Can we all three of us just agree to that now? I mean, fair enough? Sure. Definitely. Absolutely. It's very I mean, fair. Wow. The dude, I mean, how do you, what a great recruiting tool. It's like, have you seen, did you see me on the bachelor the other night? You come to my <laughs> program, you're going to get on national television outside of a basketball game. I mean, come on. What is the, the man's a genius. I will. You're right. When, when people, uh, people listen when he talks. So I, I'm very happy that he was there to represent. I'm, I'm happy the way that Madison represented herself and her community and her family, her Auburn family, but, the way her family kind of displayed those traditional values that we hold dear, uh, thus talking here. And I know not everybody these days holds those in very high regard, but um, you know, that's a deeper conversation for another time. But I think our world could use a little bit more of that these days. So the hometown experience was incredible for us as Auburn fans. And that takes us in to the final three after hometowns were Victoria Fuller, Madison Pruitt, and Hannah Ann Sluss. Uh, Kelsey sadly got um, eliminated after the hometown visits. Uh, I think it was pretty obvious that Madison, after the visit that Peter had there at Auburn, I mean, how can you not want to keep her around simply because of that place? I mean, Maddie's great, but have you checked out Auburn? <laughs> anyway, we could talk about that forever here. This is where the drama for Madison unfolds. There was a conversation with her parents on TV about her saving herself for marriage and whether or not that was intentional on her part to, to wait that long and she was just uncomfortable sharing it or it was producer-led to wait that long. If you probably read between the lines, you can understand that was probably producer-led, let's be honest. Uh, but, because that seems like something you would just share right out at the front, to, to, to be honest there. It seems like something that's kind of one of those second, third date type of things. And they had at least that many during their time there. You know, 
we could go into the the right or wrongs of everything here. Who should she have said it earlier? Should Peter have been, you know, I guess not as surprised by I don't know. Uh Riley, your your thoughts on that whole situation with um Lego Gate, as we call it. <laughs> yeah. So I think my big thing with that whole situation. Oh man. So I think keep in mind we only see what the editors show us when it comes to the show. But when she was trying to initially explain herself prior to um Fantasy Suite, I think that from what we saw she could have done probably a better job of articulating it. However, um, I definitely think, it's, like you said, a lot of it is producer-related. I mean, never in any other season have all three girls stayed together. And I definitely think that that was to build up some tension in Maddie. And I think once they got to the actual date, I think she stood her ground. I think that she was firm. I think she was respectful. And I think that Although the conversation should have been had before, that's not the case. We can't really look at it that way. I think that she handled that conversation very well with dignity, class, and really just stood in her faith, which we really never get to see on The Bachelor. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. You know, I can't say that I would have handled it any better, to be honest with you. I can only imagine how stressful, how nerve-wracking it was to share something so personal, so private with someone you barely know. I mean, literally. I mean, you've known him for days and weeks at this point, and, and you're expected to just share some big, important part of your life with someone and hopefully have them accept you for who you are um, and maybe hopefully reciprocate the same you know, type of sentiments and feelings on the situation because I, I can only imagine how that felt when that wasn't. Um, but, you know, Dallas, I mean, do you think that she handled it as best as she could? Is there any advice she could have given her to handle it better? I think she, I think she handled it okay. Um, I don't, I don't know if there's anything you can do different um, other than, you know, like you had mentioned, you know, kind of getting it out early on. You would think that would be something that would get addressed early. But, you know, again, you read between the lines, the producers have a lot of pull. They like we've said on this show before, you may work hard, but the producers are going to work harder. Um, so it's just part of it. But, I, you know, honestly, it's a tough conversation no matter how you swing it. Really, it's it's really not a tough conversation in terms of, you know, if you're proud of that, which she has every right to be, I'm very proud of her. Um, you know, it, it should be something that, you know, just – you you feel really strongly about you can talk about it it was a tough conversation to have at the time um and you know we said it in the uh podcast when it happened you know that it was very frustrating to sit there and listen to because it was just a lot of you know it was a lot of crutch words it was a lot of ums and uhs and you know just a lot of silence and spacing of sentences that weren't even able to be completed um and so it was just really tough to sit there and watch without kind of racking your brain a little bit. You know, we were sitting there and I was just, it was almost in agony. It felt like trying to get her to spit it out what she wanted to say, because it needed at that point to be said, um, because that's important. You know, he needed to know her feelings and, and the way that she felt. Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, that I would, that I would have told her, was was would be to just say it you know say it because it's important to you 
Um, and don't ever hold back something that strong. You know, something that you have worked hard for all your life is not something to be ashamed of. Um, and I would just say, you know, she should have just said it, you know, because that's something that he needed to hear. And, you know, eventually she did. Eventually she came around and really made a strong case after the fact. But that first, that first meeting and conversation about it was pretty, it was pretty agonizing. Yeah, it drug on a little bit longer than I would have liked it to. I'm a very direct person and you basically always know how I'm feeling about a situation because I won't hold back and and mince words uh, sometimes to my detriment. I will say this for Maddie though. Uh, This is my impressions of the situation. This is my feelings on it. I felt like she was in a position knowing the way the world treats Christians these days and, and the values that, uh, we try to not only speak about, but to live out. It doesn't mean we always do that. We're imperfect. And I think that's the pe- thing that people miss when they understand something about Christians is that we're not saying we're perfect, but we try to follow the perfect example. And that's and thankfully, that perfect example gives us grace. And I think what she was struggling with in that moment is how do I say something that is going to come across not, and I'm not, I don't know every one of these girls, you know, a- at all. But how am I going to say something that is going to come across on national television as condemning these other girls? Just, you know, point blank, because I've, I've done this and it seems that most of these have not. How do I gracefully do that? How do I tastefully say this is what I've done and I'm not condemning you for the choices that you made at your mind? But I think that is she was struggling with the the words to say that would be strong, confident, but also caring, respectful and loving towards those that maybe have the, you know, have not made those same decisions in her life. So I give her a little bit of grace in that area, but I'm still proud of the way she was able to stand up over time about her beliefs, her views, and why it's such an important thing there. Um, So that takes us to actual uh, fantasy suites. For those of you that don't know what fantasy suites is, this is where the Legos come into play. And boy, where there's some big Legos this season, essentially, Maddie asked Peter not to play Legos with the other girls. He did. And um, that led to some drama and her beginning to question her time there. And I, I think, honestly, I would have done the same thing in, I, in her shoes. I'm surprised, honestly, she stayed around as long as she did. And um, that ultimately results in her sticking around to the final two and self-eliminating herself from the competition when she realizes that not only because of her differences with Peter, but the the issues that are rising from differences with Peter's family and their value system, that this probably was going to have some issues working out there. So, you know, I, I'd like to ask you to, uh, we'll start with Riley. Did she make the right choice by leaving the show? I mean, especially keep in mind hindsight's 2020 here. I would thousand percent think she made the right decision. <laughs> but obviously we didn't really know all of that regarding his family to its full extent in that moment. Um, but yeah, I would say that I think that she stuck to her guns. I think at the end of the day, um, when you put it into a more um Christian perspective, they weren't equally yoked. They didn't have the same aspirations. And I think that I truly think that Peter fell in love with the idea of her and not necessarily her. I also think that Peter kind of fell in love with seeing Jesus in her. Um, I don't think that they would have been a good match um, initially. So 
And that's kind of where I felt when she self-eliminated. I thought it was for the best. And I'd have to agree with you there. And, and I love what you said there, Riley, that I think he fell in love with seeing Jesus in her. And, and in some ways, that be, can be the start of something for someone. And, sure, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to – I've said it before to, I think, you two and other people. And I've said it publicly at work and stuff that people knew that I was following this. And I said – I'm telling you, this is the story I want to remember. And so my little romantic heart was hoping that this, not only was this going to work out for Maddie and Peter, but we were going to see a life change in Peter that was going to be just infuriating for some people and especially his family. And I think that's ultimately what kind of happens in the finale is the, the, well, we'll get there. I, I keep saying we we'll get there. We're almost there. Uh, I really do think that Peter saw something in Maddie that no one else, not a lot of people in his life to, up to this point had displayed and how different she was and why she actually lived out what she preached and how her, her faith was genuine. I think that is, could have been the start of something very great for him, but sadly at, up to this point hasn't uh, seemed to take hold yet. Uh, what about you? Dallas, uh, thoughts on her leaving, right choice, bad bad choice, the whole scenario, what you got? It, it was the right choice. She she made the right decision. Um, the, the best decision for her um, was to recuse herself and, and leave. I mean, it, it just was. And, you know, it's brilliant um, what you and Riley just shared, um, the brilliancy behind the thought of, he falls in love with the Jesus in her. I mean, you know, it's almost kind of one of those things where you look at it from the standpoint of, well, hey, you know, I, I'm i covered in this aspect because my partner is showing, is showing Jesus. But you, you can't look at it that way because, you know, it's not, it's not that your partner is showing Jesus or you showing Jesus. And so that is where this sort of, you know, being unequally yoked comes into play. It's just not going to work out. You're, you know, nine times out of 10, that's just not going to function. I mean, in all reality, you know, the, the goal is for you to fall in love with Jesus, just as she fell in love with Jesus. And so, it just, you could tell that, you know, there was a lot of issues, um, and a lot of it includes the family, whereas you, you know, allude to, we're going to get to that point of where, you know, it's just, they don't want him to have to change. And as, you know, somebody who loves Christ, it's like, you know, that's tough to hear because you know what kind of change that is. You know what choice that is and how good of a choice that is and and the betterment that it brings but it's almost like that door is slammed shut with other people having their input so it was the right choice um and she made that choice and and at the time i was very i was very at peace with that choice i was too and as much as i wanted to see this beautiful story unfold uh, between the two of them, uh, obviously romantically, but maybe spiritually as well. Um, I was sad to see it go, but at the time I had kind of made peace with it too, which brings us to a very quick wrap up as we lead to the, what we've been referring to this whole time. We're getting to it. 
But essentially what happens from there is Madison self-eliminates herself. Peter, I, I would say reluctantly, it proposes to Hannah Ann. They eventually, they do get engaged. They break it off. And then uh, the host of the show, Chris Harrison, takes it upon himself, never done before, to go find Maddie because he feels like, well, quote unquote, feels like they're still in love with each other. I don't really know how true that is, kind of hindsight now. Um, but they get her to come back for the finale. And after they do their own finale show, um, they sit down to talk about maybe them trying this over again in a different context outside of the public eye. And, um, you know, that's when Barb happens <laughs> just to, oh, just, to Barb. Put it, just to put it completely, uh, blatantly there. So, and let me put some perspective here for Auburn fans. They're like, why are we even talking about this show still? I put a poll out on Twitter and asked uh, a lot of our followers and just the Auburn family at large, who do you dislike more right now, Nick Saban or Barb? Barb won, folks. That should tell you something. You don't come after one of our Auburn family the way that she did. And guys, while I want us to be civil towards Barb, I want to give you a moment to express your frustrations or anything that you want to say about finale night where uh, the Weber family chose to, I, I will I will be just bold to say, to attack the character of Madison Pruitt. Yeah. I'm honestly, actually... I'm gonna let Dallas go first because I think that Dallas will be grinding his teeth if I don't. So yes. Dallas, <laughs> good call. Go ahead, Dallas. Make way, make way, everybody, because here comes <laughs> the thunder. <clears throat> let me clear my voice one time. Barb, let's have a chat, Barb. First of all, I don't like Nick Saban, and uh, it takes a lot for the Auburn family to to pick against who they hate more when uh, Nick Saban is involved. But you managed to do it, Barb. I don't know how, but you managed to do it. You know, little Nick Saban, he, he likes to whine and complain when you put the punter at X and outsmart him. But uh, <laughs> you have managed, you have managed somehow, some way to turn the tide, no pun intended, from Nick Saban to you. And uh, we got the best of little Nick Saban last time. And uh, it's time that uh, we're probably going to get the best of you this time. Um, you missed out, Barb, on the uh, probably the best daughter-in-law that you could have had. Um, you know, I, I'm just going to say that uh, the way that she acted was just very immature. It was very, uh, very telling um, that uh, she was a totally different person than who she had portrayed herself to be at the beginning of the show. Um and it just, you know, again, it takes a lot for an entire group of people to just uh, ravage you. Um, and it happened, and not only was it the Auburn family, but it was everybody. I mean, this this blew up, and uh, she had a lot of people really up in arms about this one, and that was just because of the likability of Maddie P. And, yeah. uh, again... The the girl from Auburn really set this nation on fire. And uh, a lot of strong thoughts about Barb, Kyle, but let's just keep it civil. I, Riley's right. I'll grit my teeth, and uh, I'll just kind of say a little bit of the piece. But, uh, yeah, she she's very, uh, she's very unpopular. Well, Riley, follow that one up. <laughs> I will say this. I Like I said before, I found that Peter enabled a lot during this season. I think he rewarded negative behavior. 
I think that any girl that was willing to gaslight him or cry to get her way or to manipulate or to be vindictive, he rewarded. And now I know why. It's because his own mother is that way. I mean, he was literally raised around a woman who would sob and boohoo and pitch a fit if she didn't get the daughter-in-law that she wanted. It doesn't matter who your son loves. It matters who I want. I I am very thankful for Miss Phyllis-Ham as my mother-in-law. And I wish the best of luck to whoever has to be Barb Weber's. <sighs> My goodness. Um, yeah, I, I have several opinions. Many of them I, I'm going to refrain from sharing right now uh, because, you know, we always want to try to be uh, kind towards people, especially if we profess to be Christians. Uh, it, it makes it tough, though, when you run into people, whether it was produced or not, that are as uh, blatant rude and obtuse about an individual it's simply because you and to be quite i will be frank simply because you felt challenged that your life needed to change simply and that's all that's the matter it is is that she felt that her life would have to change because her her son's life would have had to change because of maddie um but that's that's really what it amounts to is, is that this results with maddie and peter saying on live television they're gonna give us a go you know, uh, COVID-19 hits and whether that helped facilitate the decision that they ultimately made to part ways, that's where we stand now. Uh, they both wished each other well and said they're going to continue their journey um, apart from each other. And uh, if you follow mm-hmm. social media, you'll know that uh, Peter does not seem too tore up about it. <laughs> he's uh, he, he's made him some friends, some very recent friends that he found on this uh, season again. He's reacquainted with them probably making like no i'm not gonna say they're playing legos but <laughs> i'm just saying uh you know uh, let, let's just do, to wrap up here if you want to kind of express what you know about the situation where maddie stands now where where peter stands now and just kind of wrap up your thoughts on the season of the bachelor i'll open up the floor to you riley so okay there are a lot of layers to theories and rumors and things of that nature um, there are rumors that as soon as him and Hinayan broke off their engagement that he went back to a producer, um, that he started to um, play Legos with other women from the season, um, and then Maddie came back into the picture. There's a lot. Um, I could be mistaken, but I believe it was around four or five days, maybe even six, when it was around a week top when Madison and Peter made their posts regarding um, moving forward. And I, as a personal opinion, think that a lot of it was trying to give us as a viewer closure. Um, I think they wanted some sort of ending, and I think that it was something that they thought, but I think that the deal was sealed during the interview. I think that it became something that they thought, you know what, we're going to make this work. And then I think when Barb said everything she had to say, the the war started i think that that really kind of just sealed the deal personally um i don't know i don't think it put them at minimum on a good foundation to even start trying to figure things out um but either way and i'll say it now i am hoping that madison Prue is on bachelor in paradise and i'm hoping that mike johnson is there and i hope that they meet up fall in love and she gets the good godly man she deserves and i'm gonna leave it at that one And as for Peter, what we do know for a fact is that he is currently 
with Kelly Flanagan. Not announced as a relationship, but he has posted TikToks. He was on Caitlin Bristow um, and Jason Tardick's podcast, Off the Vine, where they, both of them guest starred together. Um, they have Instagram videos. They've been caught not really quarantining, skateboarding around, and definitely not six feet apart um, together. So, and, you know, I'm happy for them. However, um, Kelly was definitely, aside from Madison, my favorite on the show because she seemed to be one of the more typical contestants, the more level-headed. And I'm interested to see how it plays out because I'm surprised that this is what we're seeing at that. I, I, I yield my time to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I second, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I think that they could, you know, have a thing here and, uh, Kelly was great. She was, you know, definitely top five material in this season and, uh, you know, a lot smarter than most of them, a lot more level-headed than most of them. Um, you know, a lot more mature than pretty much all of them. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how it goes um, and, and see where it goes from here for, for Peter and, and, and her. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I will agree, you know, with Riley on having Madison go to Bachelor in Paradise. I think that's a, almost a little bit of a death wish. Now, I, I don't disagree <laughs> with uh, I don't disagree with Mike Johnson. Uh, I love Mike Johnson. Great guy. Would not be mad if uh, Madison and Mike Johnson um, got together and started seeing each other a little bit. That would be great. But uh, I definitely, in my opinion, don't I don't want to see Madison go to BIP because that's almost just a uh, I just don't know if it would uh, I don't know if it would coincide with the way that she operates from what I understand <laughs> uh, it, it might make her kill over <laughs> at that point yeah uh, you know there are just some things that I think are good and small doses bachelor and bachelorette are one of them and when you try to combine all of that into one gigantic show where Legos and abound it's just it's not it's not a good good scenario there for a lot of parties to make some there's, very wise choices there's a lot of pieces from different legos that oh my goodness because everyone's <laughs> just been playing with the legos together and they didn't put them back in the box oh no here we go uh i knew at some point this was going to just start rolling off uh the deep end here but so let me see if i can bring it back in to round us out here so that's where we stand madison pruitt makes it to the final two uh, in some ways, I think we could all probably make the case that maybe she would have been the winner had some other things not taken place. Of course, you can make the case for anybody, really, that if you really search for reasons. But uh, I think what we can all take away from this is that we are so proud of Madison Pruitt uh, for the way she represented herself, her family, Auburn, and her faith. I don't think the first representative that I know of from Auburn on The Bachelor uh, at least in the modern era, to display what it means to be an Auburn family member, we could have picked a better one. So, Maddie, if somehow you hear this out there, uh, thank you so much for representing our family the way you did. We are so appreciative of that. And since we're giving out thanks, uh, Riley, I want to thank you for being willing to put up with Dallas, first of all. I mean, I don't know how you do it every day. <laughs> But I want to thank you for Lots being willing. <laughs> yes, look, hey, you at the top of my prayer list, the 
actually, I shouldn't say that. Jessica is at the top of my prayer list because she has to deal with me, but then that's you. <laughs> so, uh, yes, thank you so much for uh, being willing to be a part of our network, uh, even on a limited basis. And uh, it has been so funny to listen to you and uh, your future fiance uh, work through this world together. Thank you for having me. No problem. And Dallas, my good buddy, you've uh, done a lot of other things on this network. Thank you for willing to step up to the ball and try to figure this thing out, try to figure out how to talk about Legos on a show that's supposed to be family friendly. (laughs) Thank you, buddy, uh, for uh, helping get this thing done. Well, I appreciate everything that uh, this network does for Auburn, um, and I appreciate everything it's done for me, and uh, I've gotten a lot of a lot of good friends uh, off of doing and, and working for, for this network and just uh, what a blessing it's been in my life. And uh, just a, a lot of, a lot of friends that, that I'll consider family probably for the rest of my life, you know, so it's just been, it's been worth every, every second. Well, the good feelings are just going all the way around and you, the listener at home, those good feelings can extend to you too. I think these two right here are a perfect example of what this network is here for. It's here for the Auburn family by the Auburn family. If you don't think you could do a podcast about anything, just the minutest Auburn related, and we won't put it up here for you, we will do it. This is a testament to that. It truly broke ground. Somehow, some way, we tied Auburn Sports and The Bachelor together. So, in summation, thank you all for listening to this mini series podcast. Again, thank you to Riley, thank you to Dallas, and thank you to the listeners for uh, being on this journey with us. And I'm sure we'll have many more, maybe not as odd, maybe not as frustrating, but many more just as interesting as like this in the future. Thank you for listening and War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?